Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Taylor. How's it going, Taylor? Going pretty good. Nice. Yeah, and no, still no Steve. If you are here last week, uh, well, we record back-to-back, so if somebody misses a recording, it's basically two episodes that they're out. But yeah, Steve is, is out this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we can just say he got bitten by a vampire. That's yeah. Just, makes the most sense yeah by the time the second episode comes out he'll definitely be fully transformed so we'll see we'll see uh if he if he's got any vampire in him for the next episode to be recorded when he says that his thing is the the steeple dead he's not like he is now the steeple dead so oh yeah see he was just fulfilling his username then yeah um yeah uh we're talking about another horror movie about a vampire who befriends an alcoholic and her name is Anna and it's an independent film it's called Kicking Blood um very similar to the last movie we talked about although different in some ways because I think Anna in this is more of an ally than an enemy that oh yes like Kicking Blood is a bit more hey like Love will triumph over all, whereas in Habit, it's more like, fuck you, you're sick, you're gonna become a vampire <laughs> now. You're gonna have to yeah. hop on this boat, and we might never see you again. Yeah, your life sucks now, it's gonna suck forever. The, I will say, this movie is classified as a horror comedy. I, I can't remember this movie being that funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know if there were any moments where I, like laughed i guess honestly there were some moments in habit where i was i kind of got a chuckle but this one i don't think that happened at all no i'm sorry i will i will be very respectful for the most part but yeah i can't agree that this is a very uh funny movie sorry (laughs) Uh, it's definitely it's definitely lighter than other vampire movies um yeah and it's but it's canadian so there's that Yes, I, I always enjoy a good Canadian movie. I do have a bias. Yes, uh, you and I both. Um, <laughs> Steve, too. Uh, if, oh, yeah. If he's here. Um, but yeah, we're, um, we're here to uh, talk about uh, Kicking Blood. And what is Kicking Blood about? Well, we've kind of alluded to it already, but uh, when Anna, a centuries-old vampire, watches Robbie, a charming but reckless young man, Recover from his alcoholism, she decides to quit blood and restore her humanity. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, what'd you think of this movie? Um, honestly, I I liked it. Um, I I kind of like movies that that do little little extra things with vampire lore, I guess, where it's not just the regular stuff over and over and over again, which was kind of the same for ha- the last movie Habit too that we that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the idea of a, a vampire like literally being addicted to blood, like to the fact that it gets them high, you know. 
um, it, it kind of gives that little extra incentive of why people maybe would be vampires or would continue to be vampires. Because um, a lot of the times the vampire myth is just like, I don't know, it feels like a lot of the time it just sucks to be a vampire. Like, you can't go out during the day, and yeah. you, you have to drink blood, you can't eat human food anymore, and that should taste delicious, you know? So, yeah. I, I liked I liked that extra twist that it's, you know, it's not just sustenance for them, they also get fucking high, and it feels good. Um, yeah. And I did like at the, at the, the ending when, um, spoilers, <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie for some reason and while you're listening to the episode, I liked at the end where she did wake up again and she like got her humanity back i think is the implication um i like that whole thing of like yeah with with sheer willpower you could potentially overcome i mean your addiction is the implication but also the vampirism you you can become human again if that's what you really want to do so yeah yeah i I don't know i liked that it was it was it was like a redemption story almost in that way yeah i think that's kind of something kind of charming and cute about this really it's like yeah there, there is that redemption arc where at the end the the character kind of triumphs at the end. Which yeah. Is nice. I mean, it's kind of funny because just the nature of this podcast, we tend to watch a lot of horror movies with bad, not bad quality wise, but just not nice endings where like characters <laughs> lose or whatever. So I was like, this just feels weird. Like I know yeah. it's more the norm now, like in most Hollywood movies, that yeah, the characters ultimately triumph over the antagonist but in this case i was like just feels a little weird to watch us watch this in a horror movie where it's like i know it's 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 not that uh, like irregular but it just feels so for this genre of movie that we normally watch so yeah um but yeah um yeah when was the first time we watched this movie um, I watched it for the podcast. I don't think it was really on any streaming sites, and I don't think I saw any marketing or anything for it either, because it only came out last year, I think, so. Yes. Um, so I hadn't even really heard about it until it was on the podcast list. Um, I watched it during the Vancouver Film Festival, actually. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, oh, you say that, but I was actually, I was an awful person. Um, oh. <laughs> well, not intentionally awful, but... I, like, for context, when you go to the film festival, it's oftentimes, like, a 12, 14-hour day. Uh, yes, you're watching movies. You're not, like, lifting lumber or anything crazy like that. But it's still <laughs> tiring. Uh, by the time I got to uh, Kicking Blood, it was, like, 10 o'clock. I had already seen, like, three, four movies already that day. And I dozed off during it. And mm. I just got up and I was like, I, I'm going. Like, I, I'm way too tired to be finishing this. Um, mm, yeah, I ended up going back and seeing it because I kind of felt bad that I didn't give it the full like experience that I should have, and I was like, actually, this is really good. Uh, but yeah, so the first, but the first time I watched it was me falling asleep and missing key plot points, and then being like, I there's no point in me finishing this because I don't know what's going on anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like I did rewatch this movie too because the first time I watched it, I didn't necessarily fall asleep, but I was maybe a little too inebriated and so i kept like losing focus and yeah. uh uh so i i did a rewatch uh as well of this movie and rewatch de- things definitely made a lot more sense to me <laughs> yeah 100% like this is a kind of a movie where there is enough exposition given at key points that yeah if you're not paying attention you're going to miss out on it so mm, yeah like like just little moments between characters that i i mainly missed out on um mm-hmm. that that kind of helped explain 
uh, things behind Anna's Anna's reasoning for you know wanting to kick, kick blood, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, we have actually a couple more emails for this. I was just kind of surprised. I guess because it's, it's a more recent movie, probably more more of a chance that you've seen this than you have uh, Habit. Although mm. you should fix that. I I like Habit. I think people should watch Habit, yeah. It, it's a little messy in terms of plot, but it's it's still a, a good movie. It's got an atmosphere, you know? Yes, 100%. It's worth watching, even if, yeah, it's a little rough around the edges. Um, but uh, Kyle says, I didn't find the acting to be as cringe-inducing as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, especially for the Indian, uh, indie Canadian films... Uh, yeah, it, it, there's definitely some characters that you take you out of it a little bit with their uh, acting, but yeah, no, this one was this one was pretty solid for acting. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I guess like I can I can understand where you might come across that kind of idea too. Where I think it's the like stuff like the cinematography and stuff when we watch that, like we start to make some assumptions about where the movie's going and what kind of quality it's going to be. So then mm. when you actually watch the movie, you're like, oh. Like this actually is is quite good. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I I understand it even if um, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. Like I know sometimes <laughs> when I look at, look at a movie like this, I'm like, oh, the dialogue's probably gonna be real, could be real indie level cringe inducing. Mm. Yeah, no, the the dialogue in this is very good. Um, I mean, I think it helps to the director. Uh, he was in a band, pretty popular. Ah, yes, Canadian band too. Um, oh yeah, the the new pornographers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I'm sure songwriting and all that stuff kind of lends itself well to to screenwriting and all that as well. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was a fun fact when I looked up this movie. That was cool. Yeah, uh, and also go check out the new pornographers because they're also a very good band. Mm-hmm. So um, okay. Uh, and then Julie says, I didn't know who Alana Bale was, but I want her in more movies, please. Uh, yeah, she was good. In, she played a good, like, subdued kind of under-the-radar vampire character who's, like, still trying to fit into human life, you know? Yeah. Um, her, she had some, some long stares and pauses that I thought were, were really good. She she played the, the mysteriousness. Like, you, you could believe that she was a vampire, even though she was also, she just looked like a regular person for the most part. 100% like you buy that yeah she's yeah she's a vampire and yeah she's probably got something going on but like it's sort of like um the main character too where like yeah you Robbie is uh you know he's got dimensions to him yes he's an alcoholic yeah he's got issues but he's also a very good guy too right and I think that's kind of what they did with Anna as well where it was like um yeah like she's got dimension to her as well, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of dig that too. I guess that's kind of like the big difference between Habit and this is like you kind of give a bit more dimension to the characters than you would in something like Habit. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that kind of goes along with exploring vampirism as an addiction in and of itself too, because there that that in itself is quite a deeper concept than just the surface level like oh dracula i'm a vampire i need this to survive um so i think that kind of goes along with the the deeper quality of these characters too just naturally yeah 
Um, what was your favorite line from this movie? Oh, there was two that I wrote down. The first one is Robbie's, you make out with one dude. Uh, that one made me chuckle. That one made me laugh. Um, and then the second one that I wrote down, uh, just the whole tragic character of Bernice just was so sad. And she has this one, the one scene in the library with Anna where she's like got all her pills laid out in front of her. And she just like so defeated says, I don't know, maybe it's not worth it. And I wanted to cry. It was so sad. I'm just like, no, Bernice, Bernice, no. Uh, that was one thing that I, I kind of um, am sad wasn't explored a little bit more is like what kind of happened to Bernice. I mean, I guess it's assumed she's just dead now. She just died. Um, she never really got offered the vampire thing, but maybe that's also because Anna knew that it wasn't an actually greater way to live. Because um, I think she she says to Robbie specifically at one point, too, there are things worse than death. So I can see her not actually wanting to offer Bernice that option because she knows it's probably not going to be better than just passing away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, a few quotes in this that uh, I kind of like found very good. Um, yeah. I think when Robbie says, like, living forever doesn't make you a god, it makes you less than human. Oh, yeah. That one was a really good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, or, and it has a line, too, like, I can't live looting the dead. It's undignified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good. One. I... I like that Anna works in the library too. I mean, I'm a former library worker, so uh, library solidarity. I gotta, I gotta put that out there. Yeah, yeah. It also just makes sense too. She's been around for centuries. She's she knows shit about those books. Like, she probably yeah. read first editions. So. <laughs> oh yeah, she'd be great at readers' advisory. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, best performance. Uh, I gotta go with the actress that plays Anna. Yeah, Alana Bale. Um, yeah. I yeah, she she did a really good job. I feel like the atmosphere around her was always like super on point with, um, I don't know, like what her character was going through and everything. There wasn't a a, a line or a moment where I was like, uh, it doesn't really make sense. It all made sense with her character. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, like as much as I like Luke. Biljik, I think his name is. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, he he just seems a little rougher around the edges. Like his performance is is good, but just needed a little more ironing out. I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, like a lot of Bale just was like, yeah, so confident. You could tell, like mm -hmm. she she just comfortably came into that role and owned it. So. Yeah, yeah, and shout out to Bernice. I think her act the actor's name is Rosemary Rosemary Dunsmore. Um, she was good too. Yeah. Made me cry. Oh, yeah. Poor Bernice. Yeah. Um, all right. Best kill. I, was, I can't even think. Like, maybe the vampires at the end? Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I mean, it is satisfying to see the first kill, too, of that, that asshole who broke Bernice's heart and, and slept with her and said he loved her and then threw her away that was that was pretty satisfying um and i thought that the scene where the artist when they go into the sculptor's 
um, studio or whatever and, and killed the artist. I liked that whole interaction between them and Anna kind of slowly being like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this actually. Um, and, and, like, I, I thought it was a really good moment at kind of showing her turning back towards humanity um, and starting to question things a little more than she used to. Um, so I guess the, the kill itself wasn't necessarily the the forefront of that scene but i did i did like all the surrounding <laughs> dialogue and everything and i kind of liked that artist's character too yeah. um there's there's a lot of cool characters that had some depth to them um that didn't necessarily need to stick around but they were good in the scenes they were in yeah um dumbest decision I didn't really have too much for this, because I kind of felt like everything just kind of made sense for the plot. Not to be too cheesy about it, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. have one thing about this movie that bothered me, and it happened right. twice. And it's just that I don't understand why these characters are so open with talking to strangers they don't know. So <laughs> the first the first thing with Robbie, so Anna's walking down this through this tunnel or whatever, and she comes upon Robbie, who's just been kicked out by his sister... Um, and he, he just goes randomly, can I ask you a question? Do you believe what happens to us when we die? I'm going to kill myself tonight. Like, it just seemed so forward, I guess, yeah. in terms of like, a like not quite super realistic conversation between strangers. But I mean, at the same time, he's like hit rock bottom for the most part, I guess. So maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and then also there was that scene with the vampires and, uh, I think they had the character's name is Ben at the bar when the the two vampires kind of seduce him and and go back to his place. Yeah. Um, the he walks up to the vampire at the bar and goes, "Yeah, check out this chick that I'm with," and blah blah blah. And I don't know. That also just seemed very like forward in terms of what you're gonna talk to a stranger about um, randomly at a bar. Um, so that was my only real gripe with this movie is like there were just some there were some. There was some dialogue that I was like, whoa, wow, that just came out of nowhere. You're just going to tell that guy that whole thing and, and just be cool with it. All right. Um, but yeah, that was, I think that was pretty much my only, my only gripe. Um, and I will say that Ben character was pretty dumb as fuck. He, he, he should not have, I mean, maybe he was just actually as sad as they were talking about in that one scene, but like, come on, man. Clue in yeah, a little bit more. Could have been a little smarter about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's time to score this. What are we thinking for a score? Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think. Um, okay. I'm also remembering now too a, a character that I've totally forgot to bring up, Vanessa. Um, that I honestly think probably didn't need to be in the movie. Um, I I feel like. I was expecting more from her towards the end, like maybe she would like die more gruesomely or something or or save someone or maybe she would turn out to be a vampire too and then everyone in Robbie's life is a vampire. Um I didn't quite get her the point of her character so much other than maybe to give Robbie something else to do or I don't know. She was honestly she was kind of a dick and I hated her <laughs> in every scene that she was in. Yeah. She constantly keeps trying to pressure Robbie to drink and like come over and stay at her place and i don't know it was kind of weird and that that actually did take me out of it a little bit um i i might actually go for 7.5 instead of 7 though because everything else in the movie i i did enjoy i liked 
I liked the little twist on the vampire lore. I really liked Anna's character and the acting of that character. And honestly, the other vampires too. Um, there was that one awkward kind of dancing scene at the bar. But other than that, um, I thought that they played, you know, vampires pretty well um, for a, a modern day movie. And yeah, yeah, 7.5 is what I'm going to go with. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with a 7. Um, I think it's, if anything, it's like kind of an inverse from the last one where like, I feel like that move, the habit has amazing ideas that are not as well executed as they could be. Where I feel like the execution on this was actually very good, but the uh, uh, underlying ideas, underlying ideas weren't as interesting for me. Mm. Um, yeah, and like I don't know, like, like as much as I appreciate the the vampire with the heart of gold, uh, it's just I don't know. It's more interesting for me to have a movie like Habit where this guy's life gets ruined and all this. So I don't know. Mm. It's it's kind of an inverse, like I. I like them both generally. Like the seven for me is pretty decent, um, but yeah, for different reasons. So, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Cool. Uh, well, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I post on Instagram under the username Techronomicon. Um, every so often, I stream on Twitch under the same username. I upload. Uh, movie scores on Letterboxd, uh, especially for the movies we cover on the podcast, under the username Circeanic, uh, once I remember my password and get back into my account. <laughs> and uh, if I do anything else of interest online, I will post about it on my blog, which is circeanic.home.blog. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm over at 3 where almost every other day we've got new uh, content going up, at least for now, until the writer's strike just makes that impossible um, we'll just have to come on and tell our own horror stories at a certain point you know oh yeah at least this podcast is good because we can talk about older stuff but mm, that's like, very true it's weird talking about older uh, or newer stuff that's like it's tough because it's like i you know there's there's not much coming out this week so mm -hmm. but we did it before with uh, the pandemic so i feel like at this point now getting used to movies theaters not showing a lot of stuff we, we've done it before. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, I'm over uh, at uh, The Drive with Ted Henley. You can check me out there. I'm also on uh, CKNW, News Talk 980. And, uh, yeah, go check out Steve, too. He's not here, but you should still check out his stuff. Uh, he's on X, formerly known as Twitter, and uh, threads under the Steve the Dead. And then, uh, yeah, next uh, recording, we're going to get a little weird. We're doing a Jalo double feature, which I'm excited for. I love Jalo movies, even though they oftentimes are stupid and don't make sense. Um, they're, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're an experience to watch. If you can watch these movies with a significant other or friends, do, please do, because it just makes it more enriching of an experience. But uh, we're going to be talking about Tanabre, which has one of the most long... It has one of the longest bloody scenes you'll ever see in a movie uh you'll find out when you watch that movie uh and deep red so uh until next time everybody bye for now